Today's episode of the Just Keep Swimming podcast is brought to you by Audible. Audible is an online audiobook and podcast service offering over 10,000 books and the ability to listen to your favorite podcasts, including the Just Keep Swimming podcast. I personally use Audible all the time and suggest you take a listen to Intentional Living by John C. Maxwell. In this book, Mr. Maxwell shares a story on how he was able to live a noble and purposeful life and gives you tips and tricks so you can do the same. So please start your 30-day free trial now at www.audibletrial.com backslash JKS podcast, all lowercase. Again, that is www.audibletrial.com. IAL.com backslash JKS podcast. And if you have any more questions or concerns for the Just Key Swimming podcast, you're always welcome to reach out to us on Facebook or on Instagram at Just Keep Swimming underscore podcast, or you can email us at JKS podcast 702 at gmail.com. And with that out the way, let's dive into it. Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening, and welcome to the Just Key Swimming Podcast. This is your friend, your boy, your host, Mr. Adrian Jackson, and we're back at it again with another great episode for you. And you all know who with me. It's the man, the myth, the legend. It's Mr. Um, Toi. Yes, bringing it back again. You know, after Valentine's, <laughs> I gave myself some love. So right. now we're back at the Untois. No, nah, I love it, bro. I'm glad you brought it back, man. I've been missing that, man. It's been Donovan Jackson and Captain Capper for a while. Yeah. So I'm glad you brought that back, man. Captain <laughs> Capper for a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> yes, sir. Yes, sir. But uh, so we have a very special episode coming for you guys today. And we have some very special guests with us. And I'm actually going to introduce them. Let Mr. One Three introduce them. So go ahead and take it over. Um, so as you guys know, I go to church every Saturday usually so to help out you know get that uh get in line with God and I decided to bring my pastor and his wife uh so bringing to the mic we have Mr. James Mistel, Pastor James and then we have First Lady Ivory Mitchell. Hey guys how you guys doing? Doing great. How about yourself? I like that. French one three. Yes you got in all different languages actually. Okay. I got Moja Tatsu. I got English with one three. Yeah, with the Persian. Oh, okay. Yes, keeping it real unique. I love it, man. I love it. So, uh, Mr. James, Miss Ivory, so yes. uh, the reason I want to bring you guys on today is, like you said, I know you've been a pastor for a while now. Yes. And I kind of just want to learn what it is to be a pastor and the journey that a pastor, go- pastor goes through. So um, before we even dive into it, though, I know we're actually in a special location. We're not in our normal studio we mm-hmm. record at. Yeah. And I was wondering if you can explain where we are right now. Well, right now, um, you guys are uh, in one of our recovery homes or ministry homes is what we call it. Okay. Uh, and basically what it is is that we help people who are struggling with addiction, struggling uh, homelessness. Mm-hmm. Um, some people are just recently got out of jail. And so what we do is um, we provide them a really nice, safe space right. to be able to come and heal, mm-hmm. come to, you know, rebuild their lives, 
uh, start over again, mm-hmm. you know. Um, it's a really so this is where you're at right here. It's in one of our recovery homes. Right. Um, and we have people from all walks of life come in and inside this house there's no judgment. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just all about your journey mm-hmm. and what you're trying to do and what we bring as well as the house is we bring spirituality. Right. We believe God and sobriety uh, is what's going to put your life together and right. we'll bring you to that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they, sure they really do. Mm-hmm. Um, they go to that next level. So this is where you're at. This house yeah. in particular is called AI. 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 Why? Well, <laughs> I guess it's like Hutois, right? Like, <laughs> you, know, you know, each house has a particular biblical city uh, name. It, it, it really goes back to my journey as a pastor. I feel like um, the book of Joshua and the Joshua um, uh, character in the Bible mm-hmm. uh, speaks to my spirit. Uh, okay. he, was, he was the protege or... Um, the person who followed after Moses. Oh, okay. And so Joshua actually got to conquer the promised land. Mm. And so, make a long story short, um, each of these houses represent a city oh. within the promised land that Joshua conquered. I love it. You see what I'm saying? I love that's it. Yeah. Nice thing. Yeah. That's a nice thing. That's a great thing. Yeah. That's Beautiful. what. That's what this. That's why this particular house is AI, yeah. which is the second city that he conquered. The first house that we have is uh, named Jericho, Jericho. Mm-hmm. and then we have Jerusalem, and then we just opened up our fourth house, um, and that city name or that house name is Hebron. Oh wow! Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 So yeah. that's that's where you at, guys. Yeah. That's so every beautiful. time we open up a house, it'll be named after the next city that was conquered. Mm-hmm. And if you think about it, that's really cool because if you're thinking about conquering the city of Las Vegas for God, that, mm-hmm. you know what exactly. I'm saying? Yeah. You're conquering this city. You're trying to subdue this addiction thing that's going on in the city. Right. This epidemic that's across the United States. Right. And so. So we're just opening up houses all across the city to try to conquer. That's beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. That's beautiful. And that's needed in Vegas for sure. Mm-hmm. Definitely for what our city is mainly known for, you know. Mm-hmm. So I think that right there is very epic. And I, I do like the vibe when I walked in here, you know, it was very friendly. Mm-hmm. You know, everybody spoke. I love them. the quotes you guys have to roll. All dreams are possible. Mm-hmm. Always stay humble and be kind. Like, yeah. it was really touching my heart. So I really love this scenery. Awesome. So thank yeah. you guys for having yeah. us here. Yeah. I truly really appreciate it. All, man. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Definitely, definitely. So I feel like the names also kind of like sanctify the like the location. Yeah, because yeah. like yes. it just brings it like towards the focus of like the book of God. Yeah, yes. yeah. yeah. And a lot of yeah. people say when they come in to the houses, like our houses, mm-hmm. that it's there's a spirit of peace. Yes, there's a spirit of God here. Yes, you know what I mean. And that's really special because. You know, when you come into a house, that's what you want to feel, especially after you've been through trauma of Mm. addiction and trauma of homelessness. You want to feel like when you walk into the place, like, I can take a deep breath. I can relax here. I can relax here and get myself on track. Mm. Right. Beautiful. I love it. I love Mm. it. Mm. So uh, so let's go ahead and dive a little deeper now. So, Pastor James, Mm. I'm just curious on why did you decide to become a pastor? Well, pastoring is is, uh, really a... I just love it. Mm-hmm. 
Um, you know, it wasn't really necessarily a um, thing that I thought I was going to do. Mm-hmm. In the beginning of my journey, um, and you know, I'm a musician, so I was oh. heavily involved in church. Mm-hmm. But it wasn't like teaching or anything like that. It was purely, you know, music. Mm-hmm. Um, but then when I uh, became a teenager, um, I believe God revealed something to me that was totally opposite of what I was doing. Mm. And he, he was like, one day you're going to be speaking in front of people. Now, it's very, it's very, um, <laughs> how should I say it? It's, I'm an introvert. Mm. So for me to be speaking in front of people, <laughs> yes, I feel was, that. It, was, it was like conflict. It was mm-hmm. like, really? I thought, you know, if I was going to do things for God, it would be uh, music. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know that's that wasn't what God's plan was so what I really love about pastoring is the fact that I can help people yes God called me to help people be who he created them to be right to encourage them to you know bring them to a new level give them a better understanding of who God is and what the role of the church is right because through the years and through the centuries the church uh, has been uh, played many roles, but I think in society today, they because of the lack of engagement of the church as a whole, mm-hmm. um, they have a very um, bad rap, right. so to speak. Right. And so I believe that God has called me in this time, in this generation, to show uh, the church differently. Mm-hmm. You know, to show it what God originally um, created it to be. Right. And so that is why, you know, pastoring is the, I can do that from um, uh, the position of being a pastor. Okay. No, I I truly agree with that. I I love to hear it because, um, so I used to go to church a lot too with my Mm -hmm. other family Mm -hmm. or my mom's side of the family. Mm -hmm. But um, there was a lot of times where I went and it just felt like, you know, it was a show. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, right. like it was a show. You had right. the steppers coming out, mm-hmm. and then you know, y'all got the girl yelling <laughs> right. up, and then the right. ushers walking with their white gloves. And yeah, I understand some yeah. of the stuff, but then a lot of it was like a lot of tradition. Yeah, steeped in a lot of tradition yeah. and mm. rituals. Yeah, yeah. exactly, yeah. exactly. And this felt like I felt like I was, something was always missing. Mm-hmm. So I guess I'm just curious, like, what makes your church different than? most of the other churches out well, there or um, the TV churches that people see you know I mean we do have the traditional service mm-hmm. you know so you know um, worship, you know, worship and right. praise mm-hmm. um, you know one of the main factors uh, I believe that the, our church is different or the house of Judah is different okay. is the fact of its vision it's a outreach church mm-hmm. so um, what that basically means is, is that our primarily uh, is in the community Mm. You know, we will bring the church to the tunnels. We'll bring the church to the homeless encampments. Beautiful. We will meet them at the jail. We where will meet are. them where they are. And not just a high and by situation, but we're going to do life with them. Mm-hmm. You know, like we have a street team that goes out every week mm-hmm. and we just we just give them coffee. Mm-hmm. You know, we go to the encampments, we go to the park. And we, we give them coffee, we give them donuts, we sit and have a conversation with them, we look in them in the eyes, mm-hmm. we, we call them by name, right. you know, we, we, we really make them, you know, feel human again. I was just about to say, they feel human again. Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? Because they are truly forgotten. And not just right. a statistic no more. Yeah, right. they're not just, right. a, or, or some, you know, weird 
person from a different planet and oh don't look at them you know right yeah. you know but truly be able to engage with them mm-hmm. and um if they want to get off the street let's get off the street if, right. if you need you know you need help let's do that let's do life mm-hmm. because if you look at jesus ministry that's what he primarily did right yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah he got his hands dirty all he got his hands dirty yeah. all day and yet it, it can look like a show i mean i i you know i come from a a religious background a religious um and i get that mm-hmm. and so but i think that um our church in particular house of judah is an outreach that is why we exist mm-hmm. to help people be who god created them to be yeah. right and so if you ever go to our worship um, it's just people who are just being people. Right. They yeah. got issues. And that's yeah. why I loved it when, like, uh, yeah. I came the first time. It was mm-hmm. just like, oh, what do I wear? Oh, just come as you are. <laughs> just and I was like, okay. Yeah. <laughs> See, and, but th- that's yes. real, though. So, like, I never, so, like I said, I used to go to uh, Victory. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't like, come as you are. It was like, come as you are, but you got to iron that shirt. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It was right. like, is that for me coming as I am then, though? Mm-hmm. Like, if I have yeah. to look at certain persona. So, yeah. I love that. I love that concept right well, yeah. But one thing at Judah that's really cool is, is that, you know, you'll see people in sandals or you'll see people in heels. Mm-hmm. You'll see people in a suit and you'll see people in shorts. Right. You know, you might see someone from the park that we ministered to that was homeless sitting in the seats. Right. We had a couple who came to our church for weeks they would come from Sunset Park and walk all the way to our church oh, wow. on Saturday to worship. When they got there, they got hot coffee. People gave them hugs. They knew their names. And they came in, you know, dirty. They, right. You know, they came in, you know, ruffled. Mm-hmm. You know, they weren't, it wasn't the best appearance. Right. But they were accepted in the church, and that's why they kept coming back. Right. Eventually, that couple decided to come in mm-hmm. and and they lived with us for a while mm-hmm. oh, wow. so yeah so it's all about like that trust factor and really accepting people like for who they are yes not just like talking the talk right and then when it's time to walk the walk you like oh i don't know no right yeah <laughs> and it's like it's such a natural community at that too so mm-hmm. i don't feel like um kind of being like pressed or you know like uh, sold on anything to like hey how are you doing but it's like it's more hey how are you doing today like thanks right. for coming to the church like uh, sincere you know yeah it's sincere it's sincere and that's why i just i love it that's why i'm thank god all the preconceived notions that i've come across before you know yeah. right yeah. yeah yeah that's that's one of the issues that um you know, as the church has been, you know, the church is guilty in a lot of areas, mm-hmm. yeah. you know what I mean, in terms of dealing with uh, the generations that come, especially now. And they did, they, you know, even, I believe even the, the church um, should be in the LGBTQ community. They should be right mm-hmm. there engaging right. and loving on them and, right. and, and showing who Jesus is mm-hmm. to, to, to them. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Um, and so I, 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 that's what uh different that's what makes us different right right that's what really you know what i mean we really engage in the community um and you know church is more than just the two hours every week right right yeah right exactly and that's what i'm saying today like you said you took a trip you deliver food Mm -hmm. you know what i'm saying you're at the halfway house right now Mm -hmm. helping people out Mm -hmm. you know giving love showing love back like 
it's a daily thing. It's seven mm-hmm. days a week. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not just like, hey, we clocked in mm-hmm. for like an hour and a half, mm-hmm. and then the rest of the hours of the week, like the three hundred some odd hours of the week, mm-hmm. we we just didn't do anything. We right. just waited for that next day to roll back around. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh-huh. So you can't. Yeah. <laughs> that's not. I don't think that's really what Jesus meant right. when he said that we can conger- we should congregate together and fellowship together. We should be trying to do that every day. Right. And one of the ways we could do that is by reaching out and helping other people. Right. right. Mm-hmm. That's beautiful. That's beautiful. So, um, so that's going to lead me to one of my next questions is, what is the difficulties that you guys do have running a church? Well, it's, it's, it's definitely difficult, um, especially when you're living in what uh, statistically is a post-Christian society. Mm-hmm. Mm, that's interesting. That's interesting. Yeah, I love the way you said that. Yeah, yes. you know, statistically speaking, you know, a regular attendee is once a month, mm-hmm. as opposed to maybe 20 years ago, a regular attendee was every week. Right. And and if you go for further back into the baby boomers or pre-baby boomers, it, you know, it was a more of a Christian uh, society. So mm-hmm. speaking and it just having a church and just speaking about Christ uh, and this is it's definitely a difficult situation because everyone has their walls up you know everyone has preconceived notions of who God is what God you know mm-hmm. you know what church do I gotta you know just typical and then a lot of people have church hurt mm-hmm. which is a very real real thing yes you know what I mean where um, pastors or spiritual leaders have abused their power or abused their influence and um, really took advantage of some of their um, their members. So mm-hmm. those are some of the challenges mm-hmm. um, of, a, uh, of the church, uh, being a pastor, um, the uh, all eyes on my family, right. you know, and the judgment um, that comes with that. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Right. You're scared of making a mistake. Right? Yeah, like yeah, yeah, yeah. You get you get super judged, you know, um, and, you know, even with my kids. So that kind of, you know, is a challenge. Mm-hmm. You know, um, I didn't really realize how how much it was. Right. You know, because my call, I felt, well, this is for me. You know, my, my family is, you know, that's my family, you mm-hmm. know. But when, you know, I started getting more and more involved into the ministry, I saw how sometimes they would attack my family or sometimes they would attack my wife. And those are the challenges mm-hmm. um, that you have to because you can't respond, you know, right. in a yeah. worldly you want to take your pastor suit off and just get get with it. Like, yeah, you know what I mean? Like, why are you coming at me and, and, and use all of those colorful words? But, you know, at the same time, um, you're representing someone else. Right, you're bigger than that. Bigger than that. Yeah. And so the expectation of a pastor is to be bigger than that. Mm-hmm. Regardless if the person is intentionally being a certain kind of way or not. Right. So those are the kind of challenges that, uh, you know, um, as a pastor that uh, uh, I face. Yeah. How would you say that, like, you, what would be your mindset on moving past those challenges as it comes up? Like, if you if you are able to give it an example or, like, you know, make up an example or something, mm-hmm. like, what is your 
what would be your game plan in moving past some of those? <laughs> <laughs> because I, I, you, I would love you, it. You was an old G. Coming from Philly. <laughs> well, Philly, huh? Yeah. I, I, I guess for me, it's like, you know, I don't want to misrepresent Christ. Mm-hmm. You know, my love for Christ is, is like, you know, I just don't want to misrepresent him. Right. You know, and so that's that's the that's what's on my forefront. Mm-hmm. Uh, when 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 things come my way or when things come, you know, towards my family, it's harder with my family. Right. Than it is um, with me personally, because mm-hmm. I feel like, man, my kids didn't didn't ask for this. Right. They were born into it. Mm-hmm. And really, we're, you know, you know, the family should be celebrated because they're you know we're doing we're trying to help people right they really come after my kids at times mm. that's where it's challenging right mm. and and really it's just just praying and just staying focused on understanding that you know to do great things there's great sacrifices exactly you know and unfortunately um and fortunately you know my kids at times is on the altar of other people's judgment mm-hmm. and other people's criticism yeah to try to get back at me oh wow. and so you know i mean there was an there was to give an example there was a situation where you know my um they were criticizing my my boys about you know the sneakers they were wearing oh wow and and insinuating that you know oh they're using their church money to, to get yeah. yeah because that's the they weren't even Jordan yeah. stuff yeah. Yeah. let me the just stereotype. That's yeah. stereotype but can I just interrupt they weren't even Jordans right they were like Ross dress for less you know what I mean <laughs> <laughs> and got the deal you know what yeah. I'm saying because we're not rich people so we're like oh okay and I'm looking I'm like like you guys are talking about these sneakers are you being serious yeah right <laughs> <laughs> like they making up anything just to just yeah. to make a shot just to yeah. take a shot just to take, take a, a shot. shot yeah you know and you know um the the, the, the what keeps me going is understanding that anytime you do anything good, there will be uh, a certain amount of bad come at it. Right. You know, mm-hmm. and the more, you know, the more I push into the community, it, it you know, that comes with the territory. Yeah. yeah. Because it's spiritual warfare. Yeah. So that's like something you always have to recognize. Like, you know, there's always, you know, there's God and then the devil always had an answer. Mm-hmm. All the way from the beginning of, of creation, he had an answer. You right. know what I mean? He, he always spoke the opposite of what God said. Right. Right. So mm-hmm. if you're thinking, if you recognize that you're in this area of spiritual warfare, because, okay, now we're pushing. Mm-hmm. Now we're leveling up. Now we're trying to help other people. Now we're trying to bring other people to Christ. Okay, right. now we're trying to, you know, push into the community and, and help feed people and clothe people and do all of these things that, you know, God put in your heart to do. Mm-hmm. Remember, the devil is going to have a response. Right. He's not going to just sit idly by. And let it happen. And yeah. let it happen. Yeah. <laughs> That's yeah. not his job, you know. Yeah. Well, no. He got a mission, too. He got a right. mission. <laughs> right. And then, you know, they always say that when you're doing... <laughs> You know you're doing good when all the bad stuff starts to come. Right. That means yeah, you're on the right, right path. It's like, okay, right it's path. a resentment trying to yeah. stop me and slow me down. Like, mm-hmm. if you weren't doing nothing good, right. you wouldn't have to worry about nothing yeah. bad happening. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Ain't nothing exactly. there. But yep. Yep. I love that. I love yep. that. Yep. So, um, Miss Ivory, correct? Yes. Make sure I said it right. So, what's the difficulties do you have being a pastor's wife? 
Um, hmm. I think. Put the mic close. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think, contrary to popular opinion, pastors' wives hold a lot of hats, right? Mm. So they're doing a lot of things. People have a tendency to think that I just show up to church and, you know, I'm fresh. Good. I, I was just home putting on my lipstick or something, right? right? They don't realize that before church, I pick people up for church. Mm. I do. I pick up food for the food pantry. Oh, really? Mm. Yeah. Mm. Right. Like, okay. So I'm up at five o'clock in the morning and I'm doing things to prepare right. to get people to church, to get food to church. To, if there's an emergency in one of the um, re- recovery houses, I'll go over there because the pastor's at the church. Right. He's at the church at 8 o'clock in the morning. Doing a whole pre-service. Doing his whole thing. Like, you know, he has a Bible study. The other people are, you know, coming into the church for prayer. He's talking to congregation members, things like that, mm-hmm. which leaves... Me to, take <laughs> to pick up the ball and run, and I think a lot of people don't realize the sacrifice that pastors' wives do make in the busyness of what of trying to get things happening before church starts. Right. Then you get to church, and like for instance, I'm I sing in a praise team, mm-hmm. so I guarantee you, I did five things. I, I went home and I changed out of my jeans into, you know, something presentable for me to go up, (laughs) (laughs) you know, and um, I I immediately at 11.45 was needed on stage. Mm. And so it's just, I think it's the, um, I think it's the different levels of what you're doing, the multitasking that you're doing that people don't realize that that's what you're doing. Right. So they just feel like you just sitting there saying amen. Mm-hmm. And meanwhile, you have done 50 Everybody, million yeah. things. And every pastor's wife knows this. You have done 50 million things before the service started. Oh, wow. That's you, you've been to, I've been to every street team that goes out. They go out on Tuesday. I have been there. Mm-hmm. I, I have helped serve coffee. I take my kids to a Christian, um, it's like Christian Girl Scout, Boy Scouts, which is like Pathfinder. So I'm, okay. I do all of that. Mm-hmm. I go to every Bible study. We have Bible studies here twice a week. Mm-hmm. I'm at the Wednesday one. I'm at the Thursday one. And I cook dinner. So I'm doing <laughs> <laughs> Right. <laughs> right. Exactly. So it's, I think that the hardest thing is, is people not realizing how much you're actually doing. And the hardest thing is for you to do that much in one week. Right. Consistently. Consistently. Yeah, consistently. <laughs> yeah. I love it. Yeah. Yeah. And it's 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 for me, you know, it's 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 so needed. Uh-huh. I don't I, I really is I, I really don't know how I would be able to even minister uh and pastor a church um without without a child teammate. Yeah, no, I mean so it is definitely um it's, it's definitely I'm happy that God gave me uh, Ivory to be able to do this mm-hmm. you know what I mean because without her <laughs> <laughs> no way it's a wrap <laughs> you know it's a wrap man it's a wrap so, I love it yeah so um, so you know as Ivory was talking I got the idea like how do you guys stay so consistent then? Like, how do you always constantly push, push through? Because like you said, it's not like you're tired by noon. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you still got a whole day left, you know? <laughs> so I'm just wondering, like, what motivates you guys to keep flowing and pushing through all this? And avoiding burnout. And yeah. avoiding burnout, and right, burnout. right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. 
Well, you know, I mean, if you're doing something you love, mm. you're not going to get burned out. And that's what he told me one time. Yeah. I asked him to be yeah. like my... Uh, Mentor, mentor, yeah. Mm-hmm. He's like, do what you love, and you're not gonna get yeah. burnt out. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You know? That's how we do it with the podcast. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. So. It's just, it's just a journey, right? Mm-hmm. You know, when you're journeying through your your passion and you're journeying through, you know, your gift set, it's not burnout, right? You know, I, I think burnout comes from doing something that you really don't like to do mm-hmm. or you're doing it for a different reason right you know what I mean like right. I need to do it for, to make money exactly yeah. you know that's when you're going to get burned out that's um, but you know for what me and Ivory does this is this is what we do we feel I feel God called us together to you know really do some um, good work here in Las Vegas right that keeps us going Right. You know, mm-hmm. seeing the change in people's lives, seeing the the um, people progress, you know, um, that's what keeps us going. And um, so that's that's that, that's what helps me besides yeah. plugging in, plugging in with God, mm-hmm. plugging in with prayer, you know, mm-hmm. plugging in with worship, focusing on the goal. A lot of people lose focus yeah. in the middle of the journey. Yeah. You know what I mean? And sometimes when you lose focus, you don't have that thing to look forward to. Right. You know what I mean? It's just like you feel like you're mired in all of the things that go wrong or mm-hmm. something that didn't work out. And then you get stuck in that little area. Right. As opposed to you being like, okay, well, this is just a, this is just a temporary, it's you a know, bump in the path. just like yeah. a bump yeah. in the path. Like yeah. this has nothing to do with the vision or the goal mm-hmm. or the mission. This is really just distraction tactics from the devil. Right. That's actually trying to stop me in my tracks because there's going to be something great that I'm going to be able to do in my life. And he right. doesn't want me to get there. Mm-hmm. Right. So it's for me, it's focusing on, you know, what is the goal? Mm-hmm. What is the vision that God has for you? Right. What is God trying to, what was the purpose? Mm-hmm. Like, and if you're on that right purpose and you're in that right will, mm-hmm. then it's going to be really hard for you to burn out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But it's just when you add all of that other stuff right. to it, to the mix, that's what causes burnout. Yeah. And I, I think a lot of times relationships um, in general, you know, especially married couples don't necessarily have a purpose for or a vision for their relationship right. besides paying bills and besides together. raising kids and being together, and being together they the really purpose. don't have something that is bigger than themselves right but um god just you know but the way god creates it is and for a male and a female or a man or woman is to um, be part of something that is bigger than themselves. Right. That the collectively they need each other to be able to accomplish that purpose that God has created for himself. That helps us. Deep. You know what I mean? In our relationship because now it's more than not just, hey, did you pay the bill? Hey, did you pay, you know, Netflix? And you know, mm-hmm. don't forget to pay Netflix. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. It, it gets into this whole thing of, well, we're, we're, we're sacrificing certain things because we're accomplishing something bigger. You know, and you know, as we as we grow, you know, you know, my my kids are involved with the with the mission now. You know, 
my daughter, she's in nonprofit helping people out. My mm. son wants to get into it. And you'll start to see over years, you start to see why God put you here and how you as a family unit right. can become such an impact in the community. Right. And that in itself helps the family, helps me and my wife stay together and be passionate about what we do. Um, and, you know, it keeps it real fresh and real energetic and real, you know, real fun for us. Yeah, right. We have lots of fun. That's beautiful. That's beautiful. I love it. I love it. Yeah. That was the thing that kind of got me, like, just to keep on line with the purpose, especially when we talked about burnout last year mm-hmm. during that episode. And we, like, pre-recorded a couple. Right. But, like, after Pastor James told me, like, that tip of, like, yo, uh, if you're doing something you love, for a purpose then you shouldn't have burnout and I had to remember my goal and switch my perspective on it so that I don't burn out anymore and then I think since then is when I started talking more and being more involved in the episode Mm -hmm. itself Mm -hmm. and then the quality went up in tandem with you and jumped up yeah yeah now we have a marketing director now we have a sponsor with audible Mm -hmm. and stuff like that so so it's like picking up yeah and then you know on the flip side of it for me it was trying to take control of everything Mm -hmm. and trying to make it run this way and run that way and then it's like I have a partner. Let me use them. Right. You know? right. <laughs> so let me use my partner right. a lot better. It's better than one. Yeah. It's way better than yeah. one. And it makes yeah. it perfect. Like, uh, you know, on the drive over here, mm-hmm. we were both in the car yawning. Oh, this is far. You know, went on a hike, long day at work. Yeah. Right. You should have saw the way I walked into his house after I got there to pick him up. I just sat on the couch. Slumped over. Tired. But it was like, man, the energy gonna come. Let's just get to the biggest purpose right now. Let's go learn another story. You know, let's get another great message out there yeah. mm-hmm. and then shoot I'm yeah. wide awake now yeah. right because yeah. yeah. right, yeah. you're in your flow you're in yeah. your passion what yeah. you did for eight hours was work yeah. that wasn't yeah. your purpose and your passion yeah. you work for eight hours yeah, yeah you're going to be tired job. that, that was, was your job, job. Mm-hmm. Yeah. but when you when you get in a position where you're in your flow and you're in your passion mm-hmm. all of a sudden you notice you perk up yeah. you're like alright here we yeah. go we ready yeah. we're doing this now you yeah. know as soon as we press record yeah. And I, I, I think the problem with culture and society is that we put too much emphasis on jobs. Yes. Instead of putting the emphasis truly on our purpose. Yes. And what I tell people is, is that you don't start work until after you get off of work. Yes. You know, that's when you start working. Mm-hmm. So if you're working a nine to five, that's just your job. At 5.30 is when you begin to work mm-hmm. and start working towards those goals and working towards your purpose, which will then give you the energy not only to accomplish your purpose, but it will make you a better person at your job right. because you know that I don't have to deal with this person for <laughs> X amount of years. Right. You see what I'm saying? My purpose I'm, is forever. Yeah, bro. yeah. I, I got, you know, I'm getting closer and closer and closer to be able to switch up. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, I think that as long as you find your gift set and as long as you find your purpose, your God-given purpose, right? and it's not about making money, because mm-hmm. that's not a purpose. Yeah. You know, right. that is not a purpose. Um, if you, it's about your purpose and what you were created to do, then you will have a successful, successful life. Right. 
beautiful. I love it. I love the it. illusion of money is like yeah. that. It gives you a successful life. Or yeah, yes. it, once you get the money, then you're successful. But yes, it's like, or you get the money and you're happy. Yeah, mm-hmm. but it's like no. Like I completed a task that I've been yeah. dreaming about. Dreaming about. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. I love it. That's beautiful. So, uh, yeah, Tom. Uh, 34. Perfect. Uh, so one of my next questions for you is is what are some of the biggest blessings that have came out of you starting your pastor journey? Like what besides, you know, seeing your church grow and mm-hmm. you know, knowing that you help somebody else, like mm-hmm. for you personally, what are some of the biggest blessings that you received? I, I think for me personally is um, you know, besides you know, we help a lot of people. Um, I think it's the personal growth. Mm-hmm. The challenges uh, that comes with it. Um, when I look back at who I was a few years ago to where I'm at now, right. it's definitely a blessing. Uh, my family, my marriage mm-hmm. is definitely a blessing to me, uh, especially coming out of a divorce situation. Mm-hmm. And even before my parents you know, made it official, they lived as divorcees married if you right. understand what I'm saying no, I'm yeah. <laughs> <laughs> one was upstairs well, the other one was in the basement right. so you right. know and the kids were in the middle so yeah. um, you know to have a, a, a family that is um, that we love each other you know and that's a blessing for me right um, to, and, and to be a blessing to other people and uh, is, is huge for me for me too um, and then the confidence that uh, I get from from God knowing um, that I'm doing what I'm created to do. Right. You know, so that's those 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 things are blessings for me because, you know, uh, in my early part of my years, man, it was all about getting that dollar and I would do anything and everything. And I did do it anything and everything to get it. Um, but I never felt satisfied. Right. I never felt like, you know, I had value. But being a pastor and being on that path that God called me, it just gives you such a value, mm-hmm. you know, something like you feel good, right? you yeah. know what I mean? That yeah. confidence and that peace, yeah. you know, yeah. that this is, this is where he wants me. This is where I belong. Right. And, um, that's the biggest blessing I can, I can, I can definitely think of. I love that. Mm-hmm. I love that. What about you, Miss Ivory? think a biggest blessing is um, I would agree with character development Mm -hmm. I do think that um, being involved with um, church work and so many people Mm -hmm. that you encounter it helps you to develop your character and see things about yourself Mm -hmm. that you didn't think was something you needed to fix mm-hmm. but then you kind of figured out they're like wait a minute that's not like <laughs> oh, that didn't work you know <laughs> you know I think dealing with people in that way and and you know trying to do it Jesus's way mm-hmm. it really develops your character because right. you really want to fall back on whatever it was that the world taught you mm-hmm. yeah. how to react what to say like what would you do in that situation right and when you have to do it the way that Jesus tells you to do it then that requires a lot of restraint yeah. self control 
For me, like the biggest blessing is is self-development and character development Mm -hmm. and recognizing, like going outside of yourself and not being so self-centered. Right. So that you think that everything you do is like, oh, I I made sure I did it right. Mm -hmm. And then you're like, no, Mm -hmm. no, no. (laughs) Not really. It could have been a little bit better. You did your best. I did my best. You did your best, you know, and, and I found myself having to... Um, you know, be that. I, I found myself developing into a different person because of God and because of ministry. Right. You know. And you probably somebody you never thought you would be before. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Especially when it comes to like talking, mm-hmm. right? Because I'm a super direct person. Mm-hmm. I've had to learn how to temper. My directness. You know what I'm saying? Some people can't handle it. (laughs) You know, I think I'm being nice, but I'm actually, they don't really, they're not perceiving it that way, Mm. you know? And so that's like one of the things that I've learned how to do through this whole journey, Mm -hmm. which then helps you to be able to, in other settings, you know, excel. Because that's something that, oh, I realized that. Okay. So I think that the blessing of our family, which yeah. is really cool. I mean, I love my kids. They're they're super cool. They're super helpful. Mm. It's like awesome to see them developing into these little uh, people who love the community right. and love to, you know, you know, help feed people. Even though they do complain, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna cap. No. <laughs> <Not capping. laughs> they'll get, my youngest. they'll get, yeah, they'll get a little exhausted. <laughs> you know, yes, Gabriel. Yeah, wow. Gabriel's like, really, mom? I'm like, yeah, come on. We have to feed the people. We have to, every week, every week, we got to feed the people. They're hungry, son. (laughs) Why? Don't you want to eat every day? Yeah. Yeah, but it's nice to see them involved with like the ministry mm-hmm. and then even if like later on when they grow up they're never going to forget this experience right you know what I mean it's going to be like even if they fall away and they decide well you know I don't really want to do community service I'm tired of feeding people mm-hmm. there's going to be a moment in their adult life where they're going to be like you know what that was really rewarding I just didn't realize it at right. the time yeah. let me go feed some people yeah. you know <laughs> no, that's beautiful you're, you're raising like ultimate values that mm-hmm. can't be taken away yeah mm-hmm. that's what like yeah. you said it's in their spirit and their heart now mm-hmm. I think that's beautiful oh okay yeah. so uh sort of selfish question for me now okay um so recently i've been reading my bible a lot more recently i've been trying to read every morning and stuff and i guess i'm just curious on like definitely going through all the psalms i'm going through mm-hmm. right now i literally just finished the chapter of psalms mm-hmm. oh, the cool. book of psalms that's yeah. awesome that's yeah. cool so i was just curious on like what is the ultimate psalms that you feel that everybody needs to go read for me i mean one of the most famous ones uh, that we all know is psalms 23 yes um uh, i think that at first on surface um it may be uh super super common sense mm-hmm. but when you start to break it down it really shows the reason why david is is so in love with christ right you know, I mean, just in the first line, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. It right. just talks about the relationship that, you know, we need to have. Beautiful. You see what I mean? Yeah. So, um, and then, you know, just the submission that we need to have and where we are and where he is. Mm-hmm. And to 
to to realize that that's the answer to all our needs. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Right. Just in that whole thought, right? Is 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 it's huge you know what I'm saying no I, I love you you said that verse exactly so yeah. so I've taken a <laughs> so I'm taking a class with Adam right now like a little Sunday class mm-hmm. and literally the first Sunday that's exactly what he said everybody needs to go in their Bible and highlight that Psalms mm-hmm. and you need to memorize it and really like absorb it mm-hmm. so every day now I've been reading that Psalms over and over trying yeah. to just yeah, absorb it's, it's it, you a, know. It's deep, bro. Yeah, yeah it is. Yeah. It is. Yeah, it's it's short, but it's yes. so deep, though. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I, uh, well, so this is the first time I'm kind of announcing it to the public, but I am working on my second album. Okay. Um, it's going to be called IP Address. Okay. okay. The IP stands for Inner Peace. Mm. Okay. Okay. So. Inner peace address. Inner peace address. Okay. Yeah, so cool. within that, I kind of want to do like interviews, a couple skits and stuff like mm-hmm. that. But uh, I asked one of my homies, you know, because uh, I reconnected with them. It seemed, it seemed just too perfect to like yeah. not, not conduct the it. interview right then and there. Yeah, so yeah, I, yeah. And we were just talking about peace and we were just dissecting it. And one of the things we just kind of broke it down to was having peace like you can't have it without god like it's, it's just too much of a big question but right. you need god he gives you mm-hmm. peace but mm-hmm. the need to not want mm-hmm. yes right. i shall not want exactly i shall not want right because i have god right yeah, yeah. right and that's there's what, a reason why you yeah. have the source of all exactly right. if you have yeah. the source of all then you what are you wanting want. for yeah right exactly. and then you're in peace yeah mm-hmm. yeah yeah so, see so I think what's really like hitting me in that song right now is the, the fear aspect, you know. Mm-hmm. Even though I walk through the shadow of the valley of death, mm-hmm. I shall fear no evil. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, he walks with, with me. Mm-hmm. With his staff. And yeah, it's like Ryan his staff. Yeah, and it's it like so I would, me, I, yes. would, I would say tomorrow when you look at it again, read it backwards. Oh wow. Like, so you read it from six to one. Let me write that down. If you read it from six to one. Then you it, it it just because then verse one will mean even more and it answers the question of why he is in a space of I don't need anything mm. because you know one kind of when when we start of course obviously you work from one down no, right but I happen to look at it backwards and then it was like well no wonder. If he's restoring my soul, if he leads me down the green pastures, if my, his rod and his staff has comforted me when I'm in a rough situation, right? right? If, in front of my yeah, he's preparing yeah. a table, then of course I don't want nothing. Right. I got it. Because I got it he's my shepherd. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. So. Oh, wow. That's deep. <laughs> <laughs> that's deep. I love it. Yeah. So. I really love it. I mean, Psalm 23, I think, is it's just such a, 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 a great, great psalm. And I think everyone should, you know, take a moment to really look at it. Of course, I have other things, other the other books of the Bible that is very, very meaningful. But I think out of the um, Psalms, so, Psalms 23 is powerful. Understandable. Understandable. Yeah. So could you? Okay, so I know you love John. Right? I love John. Okay. So I, you can include John, but what would you say like the like your like a recommended 
book and like I was about chapter. Yeah. Since you kind of like brushed upon, like you have other ones, but like yeah. what's another one? Well, I mean, I like I said, I like the I love the Book of John. I mean, my journey that that the Book of John um, changed me. Um, I, I, that was definitely a turning point in my own spiritual walk because mm. I was the guy who went to church and I lived a double life for a very long time. Mm. You know, I went to church because I had to please my parents. Right. But then when I left church, I left I left God. In fact, I didn't even talk to God half of the time when I was at church. Mm-hmm. So, um, but when I started studying the book of John, I read the book and I studied, and I say this all the time, um, three and a half years, one book. Mm. We took every verse of that book and just broke it down. Oh, wow. And through that experience, oh man, it changed my life, man. Mm-hmm. It changed my life. And so, I mean, of course, I'm always going to say the book of John. I mean, the book of Ephesians is powerful. Mm-hmm. That's a powerful little book uh, that Paul wrote. Uh, Philippians, um, his little epistles are, are extremely powerful mm-hmm. that um, you should you should take. And when you read the Bible, you know, don't <laughs> rush it. Right. This is not like speed reading. Right. Like, Okay, yeah, I read it. Understand it. Yeah. yeah. So what I usually do is, you know, um, I may take like one verse and just look at every single word, and that's my that's my reading for the week. Oh wow. You know what I mean? I'll just look at the verse. I break it down. I look at the each and every word. Order is important. Mm-hmm. Um, another another uh, Bible verse or. a um, scripture that you guys want probably want to take a look at that I look at is the Lord's Prayer. That's mm-hmm. another one. Extremely powerful. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Extremely powerful in terms of, you know, like for instance, um, it says, uh, Our Father was right in heaven, hallowed be thy name, thy kingdom come. That's a powerful thought. Right. When you think about prayer, you're thinking about God's kingdom coming down. And allowing his will to be done. And the location is powerful. On earth. And the the, the finale or the end product will be the same as heaven. Mm. You see what I'm saying? It's a powerful thought. When you think about when you're praying, when you're asking God, you're asking God to come into your space and give me a peace like heaven. Let your will be done. Do it. You know, I'm going to get out the way now. Right. Do it your way. And do it your way. And that whole phrase is extremely powerful, you know, about the kingdom of God and what that looks like and the benefits of the kingdom. So, so that's another one that, you know, you, you know, right. don't get me started now because now my mind is starting to. <laughs> You're hitting me deep right now because it's like, that's, that's what I've really been trying to practice is really just getting out of my way. And, you know, mm-hmm. and I'll be saying every time I walk in the morning, like, I don't know if I told you, as I walk in the morning, I always say prayer as I walk into work. Mm-hmm. And like, as I'm walking down, I'm like, Make sure I'm walking your steps that you yeah. want me to walk. Right. Yeah. You know, like I want to yeah. walk the path that you have placed yeah. for me, not the yeah. path that I want to go or what. Yeah. I want to walk the path that you have for me. Yeah. You know, whatever you bring yeah. to me, I know you brought it for a reason. Yeah, like, you know, yes. you make me sometimes somehow stronger in some way, some shape, some yeah. faction. For sure. So I'm not going to fear from it. I'm going to accept it and go with it. You yeah. Know? So yeah. just be thankful for. Be to be thankful for the yeah. opportunity to go through it. You know. Mm-hmm. It was like I mean. 
you know, I've been like walking with them a little bit and I need to be more in communication with them. But I will say just the the peace in the tribulations that like I view as a tribulation a tribulation <laughs> is like it's so different now. Yeah, like I, I have anxiety about it, but I'm chilling. I'm chilling, yeah, yeah, chilling right. though. Exactly. It's, right. It's such a weird thing because like I'm allowed to be human mm-hmm. because I have these anxieties, but mm-hmm. then it's like yeah. I'm not letting it bother me because like even before like I came to pick up Adrian, I'm just like, I'm tired. I have my mind on something else right now. Mm-hmm. God, like do, do what you need to do. This is what I'm feeling right now. Whatever happens, happens. Yeah, I know yeah, it's right. for me because it's yeah. coming from you. But, like, right. I may still feel it, but I, I know you're going to get me right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. then it's just, it is what it is. And yeah. then you keep moving. And yeah. then that, that, what you're talking about, is the peace of God that passes all understanding. Yeah. Yes. Right? So... The peace of God comes upon you from what you understand your circumstances right now. Right. My circumstances that I'm tired. Yeah. And I got all of these other things on my mind. So it it, it makes you feel like it requires you to act a certain way. Mm-hmm. But some for, for, for some reason you not. Right. 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 I'm not doing it because it's like the yeah. peace of God yeah. that that passes the understanding of what is happening in your environment mm-hmm. right now. Yeah. Why am I at peace when all of these other things are happening? Mm-hmm. Oh. That's the peace of God. Yeah. It passes all understanding. Yeah. Pass all understanding. I can't oh. explain it myself. I can't explain it. No way to explain it. You can't explain it. Because truly, it's not our peace. Mm. It's his. It's his. Yeah. You yeah. see what I mean? Our peace is easily disturbed. Yeah. But what can disturb God? He has all the answers. He knows what's happening. Yeah, he right. knows it. Right. You know, he's unbothered. unbothered. Yeah, he's unbothered. <laughs> I think the biggest issue that we have to have, you know, even for myself, is stop putting the expectations of what we think God needs to do or His will, mm-hmm. and just realize that His plan is the plan. And, you know, um, that it's going to be unrecognizable. It's going to be uncomfortable. It's going to be out of our realm Mm -hmm. because he's coming from a different perspective. Right. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And when you, you know, when we study the word of God together and when we begin to study and look at his word, then we'll start to have a better idea of identifying what his will is right so that when it comes around our expectation will be at ease you see what i'm saying yeah so that's why study is so important study is really you know this the bible i got an ipad that's funny (laughs) 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 but the, the bible truly is what some people say it's the manual Mm-hmm. It really is the owner's manual. The more we read about it, the more we understand the creator. Right. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And understand how we function. Right. And our and, and and how we are between the creator and the creation. When we learn and read the manual. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, I truly understand because uh so it takes me back to I just finished the book of Job, of course. Okay. And then that just always got me because, you know, he's sitting there having the back and forth conversation with his friends at mm-hmm. first and everybody's trying to understand it. And then mm-hmm. finally he goes and talks to God and God is like, 
bro, you can't understand. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, I know you want to understand, but there's no way you'll understand this. You know what I'm saying? You have to worry about this, that, the third, the water drops, the rain drops. The, you know, it's so much stuff that goes off at one time. Right. And I got it all under control, though. You know, so it's like, just relax, man. It's all, yeah, I got you. It's all good. Yeah, it's all good. I love it. So, um, one question I have for you, too. Because, um, you know, talking to some of my other friends that aren't, like, you know, necessarily ready to accept the face but they're like slowly walking in or yeah if anybody's been listening to this episode and like you know you've been touched in some way and want to start like walking that journey into the manual the bible Mm -hmm. what would be a good place to start would it be a good place to start in genesis or would like i've heard some places it's good to start in um john or matthew with the beginning Mm -hmm. of jesus's journey Mm -hmm. like where what would you recommend yeah, I mean, I think the Gospels would be a good place. So mm-hmm. Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, mm-hmm. understanding who Jesus is. Mm-hmm. You know, um, I did a, for a year, I just read all of Jesus' words. Mm-hmm. Um, so um, if someone, if it's, you, you get a Bible that has red lettering. And the red lettering represents the actual words of Jesus. Mm-hmm. Um, learn Jesus' character. You know, learn who he is. Um, learn it for yourself. Right. You know, um, because, uh, yeah, I would say go, you know, you can go online or look at some YouTubes and this, that, and a third. And, of course, that's helpful. Mm-hmm. But I would start there. Um, I would definitely uh, develop a relationship with Christ. Right. Because that's what's going to really get you to a place where you can find a space to fellowship with people mm-hmm. um, that is on the same level. Find a church that it's just about Christ. Right. It's not about, you know, you're wearing your white gloves and your top hat and your gators. You know what I mean? Alligators. It's not about that. It's not about, you know, is it a, just teched out, you know, mm-hmm. you know, I mean at the end of the day, go to a place that is is talking about Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. Um, so I would start there, um, and I would definitely uh, start searching out um, places to where you can connect and learn. Right. You know what I mean? And be around people. Mm-hmm. You yeah. know what I mean? Be around people who are trying to uh, have a deeper relationship with Christ. Right. You know, and 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 that will take you far, of course, because God is going to open up every single door that He already planned to open mm-hmm. um, to, for whoever is seeking Him out. Right. right. You know. Right. If you're ready to receive, then He's going to give ample opportunities for you to receive. Mm-hmm. And then He meets you where you're at. So even if you're just taking a baby step, you got one foot in and you're like, oh, I need to get to know Jesus. Let me try this out a little bit. God is going to send all of these people your way. He's going to send you a podcast. He's, you know, he's talk, who just happens to be talking about Jesus today. Yeah. You know right. what I mean? He's going yeah. to drop all of these seeds for you to go and follow and be fruitful. Right. So, yeah, I definitely think, too, like the Gospels are good because it shows Jesus' walk while he was here, yeah. which is his example for us. Right. And it shows his power mm-hmm. and it shows his relationship with the Father. So there is a lot of like the Gospels, I think, are really cool. I was going to say, as you guys were saying that, something like a verse came to mind, and I don't remember exactly which verse it is, but it was like, 
no one knows the father except, except for, me. Yeah. for the son. Yes. And mm-hmm. Nobody knows the son except those he chooses to reveal. Him. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's kind of powerful that you would start yeah. with the gospels of Jesus, mm-hmm. and then to go back to figure out who God was from the first mm-hmm. half. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because you know, because the, the the like in the book of John, John chapter one verse fourteen, it says the Word became flesh and dwelt among us and we have seen the father full of grace and truth so when you study the you study christ you're actually getting to know who god really is right you see what i'm saying Mm. um and through that uh understanding then when you look in the old testament and you you'll you'll start to really see the beauty of it Right. right, you know what I mean. As opposed to looking at it from a different angle, and be like, man, this guy's pretty mean. You know, he's killing all these people. What is right. going on? What's right. happening here? Mm-hmm. Man, what kind of God? You know, right. you know what I'm I mean. That. So, I just think that you know, get to know who Christ is. Get to know who Jesus is. You know, because Jesus is the way. He's the truth and the life, man. He, you get to know him. He's the one who died for our sins. You know, mm-hmm. he's the one. Um, that uh, came off his throne, and so that you and I can have eternal life. Right, I love it. So look, I need to probably go do mine. Cause I, so I, I grab the Bible, live with the mindset of I'd never read the Bible page by page. So I literally mm. start at page one, mm. and I'm going page that's by page. Awesome. Right. You know, right. So yeah, but, do your journey, brother. Yeah, yeah, but that's yeah. what I say though. Yeah. My journey works for me, like how you yeah. said. Yeah. What well, works for you yeah. too? So do your journey, man. I love it. I love it. Yeah, the, the best advice I could say is just take your time. Mm-hmm. It's not a contest. Right. You know what I'm saying? It's not about, hey, I read the Bible from Genesis and, genera- and you right. know, Reve- Revelation in a year. Or, you know, it's, it's, oh, it's, it's been a, longer than a year so far. Yeah, well, I mean, I'm just saying. <laughs> I guess you're saying you know what I mean? Like, you know, just to read it and take your time, you know. You know, have a journal and just write the verse out and start asking questions. Well, why this? Mm-hmm. Why that? Mm-hmm. Why this? You know, why? And through that will be you'll just discover things and god will begin to reveal things to you uh, that will blow your mind beautiful yeah. mm-hmm. i love it mm-hmm. i love it so uh so i know we're running close to our end time now cool. so i have uh, just a few more questions okay. for you guys so one of my first questions is is you know what is or is there an end game for you know your ministry your pastoring like is there an actual end game at all or is it just this is life now well yeah this for me personally and uh, you know my family um you know this is who i am Mm -hmm. um what i'm working at right now um is legacy Mm. so that when i pass um not only will my kids have something that they can latch on to but uh the goal for judah in uh, the house of Judah is to be here in the city of Las Vegas uh, when Jesus comes, however long that is. Right. To be have a place where people can, um, you know, find hope, find Him. Mm-hmm. So you know, it's uh, I'm just have a little part. I, right. I believe that my 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 part here on Earth is just the later foundation. Mm-hmm. I pray that you know as. I get older and as this ministry becomes more rooted in this community right. that God is going to bring more people in mm-hmm. to raise it up right. and sustain it right. so that it can be a beacon of hope. Beautiful. Mm-hmm. Beautiful. And then um, 
My next question is is you're on the Jiski Swim podcast, so we ask all our guests, where are you still currently swimming to? So I know you just talked about like the ultimate end game, but I guess mm-hmm. like the next year or so, like where are you still trying to swim to? Oh. Yeah. yeah, yeah, we're we're still yeah we're still swimming. We we saw how far it doesn't seem like we do. I mean, people don't realize that um, together we kind of we move we Four. move mountains together. Yeah, if we're if we're together, we can get pretty far in a year. Yeah. So and y'all did last year, right? So yeah. last year's goal, right? Yeah. Last year's goal was to get four ministry homes. That was last year's goal. We wanted four ministry homes. We wanted our food pantry to keep running and providing, you know, food. We provide food from our church for like hundreds of people every week. Mm-hmm. So that was just to keep keep that going and keep it going. So we got the four ministry homes through God. He mm-hmm. did it. He gave mm-hmm. us the strength. We did it. Right. Um, this next couple coming year, we want to get two more ministry homes. So okay. we're still swimming that way. Mm-hmm. Um, we want to be able to open up a, um, a more of a bigger community food pantry. Oh. So um, that would be open more than just Saturday. Right. It would be open open different times of the week mm-hmm. so that we can serve the 89123 area code. Because food scarcity is a huge thing in every area code. Zip code. Zip code, I meant. Every zip code. Thank you. Zip code. In every zip code in Las Vegas, people are starving. There's a food scarcity. It doesn't matter if you go to Summerlin, you go to Henderson, Mm -hmm. someone in those areas are starving. So um, here we have some seniors that we can can minister to with food Mm -hmm. and some kids, you know, families, children and families that need food. So we're trying to get um, that pantry. We're trying to get a location for that pantry so that it can be open more than just one yeah. Uh, yeah, and then we'll be able to serve the community in a bigger way. Mm-hmm. So we'll be able to provide a lot of, um, we can point them to a lot of social services. Mm-hmm. You know, help them with different things that they need in order to get their life back in order. So that's kind of our goal for this yeah. year. Okay. We're trying to take little small bites to get to that bigger, mm-hmm. you know, thing. But, you know, we're looking at the calendar, too, like, okay. Yeah. <laughs> we're, we're, you know, it's February, it's in February. Okay, all right, where are we at? Yeah. So we're always doing, like, a little pulse check on Beautiful. where we need to go. But, yeah, we want two more ministry homes and a bigger food pantry yeah. is what we're aiming yeah, for. That's, that's yeah. Nice goal, yeah. yeah, that's a great goal. Yeah. 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 So we'll see. I we'll mean, see. I, I mean, know. eventually, maybe five years, we can have a community center, which would be really cool. I know we have our eye on opening up a community center a little bit further downtown mm-hmm. um, and that would be really cool especially in the heart of the city yes yeah, yeah where yeah. we could provide maximum amount of help right so you know that's our five one of our five-year goals too mm-hmm. beautiful mm-hmm. i love it i love it and then uh last but not least we always ask our guests to leave a quote for the episode so i was wondering what quote you guys can possibly leave with us today hmm. Hmm. i mean i may think some point Something. Yeah. <laughs> something simple. Something simple. Well, my quote, my quote is this: God is love. Mm, beautiful. Yeah. Nice God and simple. Love. It's uh, real simple. And that's my favorite book. Mm-hmm. <laughs> First Corinthians thirteen. Mm-hmm. 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 <laughs> Same name I created my name mm-hmm. after for music. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. Oh, cool. That's awesome. That's tight. No, <laughs> yeah. That's beautiful. You love. said that. So, like I said, the class I'm taking, he literally says. God is love and the soul is truth. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. so 
yeah, just get into that love, you know, let yeah. go of the hate and just focus on the love. Yeah. Yeah. Cool, I love cool. It. I love it so much. Um, do you guys like to share you like the address of your church and everything so whoever's listening can possibly come visit? Also the Facebook page, but I'll send that to you. Oh, yeah, yeah. the yeah. Facebook page is going to be the bio for sure. Sure, yeah, sure. So we were at 1370 East Robindale, mm-hmm. um, Las Vegas, Nevada, 89123. Okay. Uh, you could think windmill and 215 if you're in Las Vegas. That's kind of the area that we're in. Okay. Um, 1370 East Robindale. Um, our Facebook page is Judah LV. Uh, no, uh, no, House I'm sorry. Judah. House of Judah. House of Judah. Okay. House of Judah. Mm-hmm. Our, our website, website is Church. And the pastor's Instagram is the People's Pastor. Yes. Oh, okay, pastor. I like that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> People's Pastor. Mm-hmm. People's Pastor. And the service is on Saturday? Yeah. On Saturday. Yeah, yeah. Services, 11 to 1. Yep. Got it. Yeah, got it. services on Saturday, 11 to 1. So, you know, you can come if you want to get some early church in during football season. Mm-hmm. <laughs> come on. Come on down. Come on, game yeah. on Sunday with no issue. Yeah. Gotcha. Right. <laughs> I love it. I love it. So, uh, <clears throat> Pastor James, Miss Ivory, I just want to say thank you guys so much for yes, joining us you. today. I felt uh, you guys dropped so much knowledge. A lot of things you guys were sharing, you know, it hit me for sure. And I know you helped somebody out there in the world in a different way that you probably not used to. But I'm sure you helped somebody awesome. for sure. So awesome. I truly appreciate it. Thank well, you, guys. Thank you so much for having us. Cool yes. to be here. Yeah. This yeah. is super this was fun. cool. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Many, many yeah. blessings on Just Keep Swimming. Oh, thank you. Yeah, come your way. Yeah, yeah. yeah. we'll yes. be praying for you guys. Oh, I appreciate yeah. you so much. Uh, bros, you already know. Thank you for another amazing episode, man. Of course, of course. Thank you for setting this up. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You set this up, so I appreciate you for doing I this. I was waiting, and then some just hit me with the perfect time. Awesome, awesome. Yeah, yeah. Thank you again, and Not I'll see you guys on Saturday. Awesome. Yeah, <laughs> right there. You take care. Yeah. Thanks, guys. And then uh, everybody out there listening today, hope you guys enjoyed today's episode. You heard the IG. You already know our IG. Uh, make sure to sign up for your audible book trial if you haven't got it yet it's gonna help out the podcast as well uh clothing line coming soon and uh with that being said hope you guys had a wonderful day a marvelous afternoon a splendid evening and remember to just keep swimming just keep swimming i gotta say it just keep, keep swimming, swimming. Hey. <laughs> jesus said i praise you father lord of heaven and earth because you have hidden these things from the wise and learned and revealed them to little children. Yes, Father, for this is what you were pleased to do. All things have been committed to me by my Father. No one knows the Son except the Father, and no one knows the Father except the Son and those to whom the Son chooses to reveal him. Come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me. For I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light.